Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is people. P-E-O-P-L-E. Really? You bet your life! It's Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, a comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you with more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers. The dealers who have on display the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission and the all-new Plymouth, your best buy in the low-priced field. And now, here he is, the one, the only... That's me. Here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. We have some young single people for you tonight, Rajo. For me? Well, uh, for you to talk to. Oh. Uh, Miss Virginia Harbin and Mr. Chuck Wallace. So, folks, would you come in, please, and meet Rajo Marks. Well, welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day, I presume. Virginia Harbin, that's you, huh? That's right. Are you uh, married? No, I'm not, Rajo. Are you engaged? No, I'm not. Are you over 21? Yes, I am. Chuck Wallace? That's correct, sir. Oh, how old are you, Chucky boy? I'm 31, Groucho. 31? Well, say, you're a pretty young-looking kid for 31. How tall are you, Chuck? Five foot six. Mm-hmm. That must be why they call you Chuck, eh? Because you're short for Charles? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Virginia, let's get back to you. What, what sort of work do you do? I'm an employment interviewer at the Bureau of Occupations at UCLA. Oh, what do you what do you do at this place? I try to find work for college students. Uh-huh. We try to match the employer's requests with the um, students' requests as to the type of jobs that they're particularly interested in doing. That doesn't seem uh, plausible. <laughs> I does. never heard of a college student that was interested in work. <laughs> How about salary? I should imagine college students are pretty practical. What do they want to start with? Fifty thousand a year and free parking? No. I... I don't think so, Groucho. I think that they're really more interested in the job and the opportunities that the job has to offer more so than uh, than the salary. Is that so? In other words, you don't think they're interested in money? And you expect an employer to hire a netwit like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that they, they really are interested in the money, but I think, too, that they're interested in the opportunities that the to job meet the has to offer. the boss and... Uh, Yes. And the other people who work in the office. The male ones, I mean. Where do you work, Chuck? I work at the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas. Oh, you work in Vegas? Yeah. No wonder you're short. (laughs) (laughs) I go up there occasionally. I've stayed at the Flamingo, and last time I was there, I stayed at the Desert Inn. They have a golf course there. What is your job at the Flamingo? Are you the little fellow under the roulette wheel that makes it stop in the wrong number? <laughs> no, I'm the masseur there. Masseur? Oh, you're a Frenchman. Well, uh, good evening, monsieur. <laughs> monsieur, what do you do in this place, uh, monsieur? Well, I give the steam bath, the rubs, and the oxygen there. You give the oxygen? Is That's this after they play or before? <laughs> <laughs> Well, have you always been a masseur up there? No, I was a lifeguard before that, Gotcha. That's kind of a strange job in Vegas, isn't it? When a man jumps in the pool up there, the last thing he wants to be is saved. <laughs> <laughs> is it 
pretty, is it uh, pretty hard work, Chuck? No, it's uh, fun. The lifeguard? Yeah, that's right. In fact, uh, you dive after pennies like they do in Hawaii? Well, in a way, yes. There was a rumor going around the hotel that... Uh, there were a number of them when I was there. They <laughs> <laughs> finally threw me out of the hotel. Well, anyway, there, this rumor was that uh, if anyone would throw a silver dollar into the pool before they'd uh, go into the tables, well, they'd have good luck that night. And uh, How does a rumor like that ever get started? I started it. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Finally found somebody who was crookeder than I was. <laughs> well, Vegas is certainly a fabulous place. Are there any more little traditions like that one about throwing the coins in the water? Well, there's a, uh, a rumor going around the Flamingo now that uh, if you come down to the health club and get a rub and give the boy a silver dollar to rub your arm, you'll have a... That's you, huh? well, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mr. Wallace, I hope you won't be offended by this, but my guess is you're about as straightforward and honest as a Las Vegas slot machine. <laughs> well, you make an interesting and attractive couple, and I'd like to go on talking to you, but now it's time to play your bet your life. You, we start you off with a $100 bankroll. This is right up your alley, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you try to bill as high as possible. Each time you miss a question, you lose half of what you have. You can quit whenever you like. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see how much money you can make. You selected music. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. Fifty. Fifty. Fifty, Okay, uh, $50. What musical instrument does Vladimir Horowitz play? Mm-hmm. Talk it over. Your partners. And if you don't know, get. Do you have any idea? Mm-hmm. Take a guess. Violin? No, you're close. It's a piano. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty close. They're next to each other in the office. <laughs> well, you lost half your bankroll. You still have $50. Now, what do you want to try? Mm-hmm. 60, 80, 10? Okay, whatever you say. 40. $40. A few years ago, a famous clarinetist had such men in his band as Gene Krupa, Harry James, and Lionel Hampton. He was known as the King of Swing. Who is he? Artie Goodman. Mm-hmm. One answer. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. Go ahead. I think it was Benny Goodman. Oh, you just nose under the wire. Oh. <laughs> right, huh? well, you now have $90. Chucky, maybe you better let her in. Yeah, I, uh, I think you're right there. Now. This girl goes to UCLA. Now uh-huh. you have $90. Now what do you want to try? Can try $70? The orchestra will play a familiar song. You tell me the name of it. Play, Mr. Meekin. Now climb to $160. Can we try the $90? The $90 is right off the boat. We just got it in today. Good. <laughs> Good try the $90? The, wow. the orchestra will play a song by Cole Porter. You identify it. Jack? Just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Just that? one of those things. That's right. Once again? Just one of those things. That makes three of those things. That's right. <laughs> And you wind up with two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, thanks and good luck from the Desoto Plymouth dealers. And I Thank hope you're very happy. George, it's time for a commercial. Not just any commercial, but the one about that beautiful, tremendous new Desoto Coronado. So say something. Well, I don't have to, Groucho, because this car speaks for itself. It's a real honey, sleek, glamorous, and new. 
The DeSoto Coronado is a 170-horsepower beauty with a Sierra beige top and a Caddy's blue body that's just the greatest. And the Coronado's got a new chrome and stainless steel setup that makes it look even longer and lower, if that's possible. Yes, this Coronado is a real work of art. And to prove it, we put the name on the rear fender in shiny chrome. Up front is the famous Fire Dome name, proof that the Coronado offers the same unbeatable performance as all the other DeSoto automatics. Inside, this car is like nothing you've ever seen. It's so beautiful. The cream seat bolsters are the finest top-grain leathers, a perfect blend with the pale blue of the weave-patterned corded nylon upholstery. George, that car is so lovely. I wonder if it's doing anything after the show. Well, Groucho, I hope it has a date. A date with a lot of those nice people out there. A date at their DeSoto Plymouth dealer showroom to see for themselves that the beautiful DeSoto Coronado is another proof that DeSoto puts you ahead automatically. Remember the dealer who sells the stunning DeSoto Automatic also sells the high-style Plymouth. George, let's have the next couple. Who are they? We have some people with interesting stories, Groucho. Mrs. Tommy Lewis and Mr. Peter George Stathis, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, folks, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mr. Peter George Stathis and Mrs. Tommy Lewis. Mrs. Lewis, you're a woman. I'll start with you. What's your first name? Tommy. Tommy? Okay. Is that a man's name? Nothing to start with I.E. Really? I didn't know that. Next time I see somebody with an I.E., I'll make sure and tip my hat. <laughs> Where are you from, Tommy? Huh? <laughs> I'm originally from Pasco, Washington. Where? Pasco, Washington. Pasco, Washington? That's mm-hmm. in the apple country, isn't it? Near there, yes. Mm-hmm. I was up there once, but they threw me out. They figured one bad apple could wreck the entire industry. <laughs> are you married, Tommy? Yes, I'm married. Mm-hmm. Where did you meet your husband? I met my husband, Douglas Aircraft. Douglas Aircraft? That's right. What were you doing there? I was a riveter, and he was a tool crib attendant. You were Rosie the Riveter. No, I was Tommy the Riveter. <laughs> well, Rosie is I.E., isn't it? Yes. <laughs> we're back to the I.E. again. What was he doing in the tool crib? Was he just a baby at the time? Or? No, he was the attendant. He uh, gave out the motors and guns and, and the uh, equipment to work with. So the, the employees had to go to the tool crib and get the equipment to work with. Well, we seldom have an opportunity to explore romance in the riveting section. And I always like to do research on any subject. Uh, how did your husband break the ice the first time he saw you? He did. I did. Mm-hmm. He rushed, I rushed up to the tool crib and asked him if he had a high-speed motor with a loose chuck. <laughs> he said he had the motor. You're lucky he didn't call a policeman, then. Yeah, I think so. What is a high-speed motor with a loose chuck? Well, a high-speed motor is a 1,500 uh, RPM motor. And That's uh, revolutions per minute, isn't yes. it? Yes. And it's... Uh, That's what uh, they're having in Puerto Rico. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a loose chuck is when you spin down to fit the, the, the um, drill with your fingers instead of taking your chuck and keep the key and keep turning it like this by hand and mm-hmm. making your arm tie it. So I'm on the high-speed motor with a loose chuck. And, uh, well, is that how they make chuck steak? Do they shoot at it with a gun? No, I think that's a different subject. That ends with I.E. too, you know. Oh? Chucky. Yes. I thought we were were past that deal. We may never get past that. (laughs) Your name is Peter George Stathis? Yes, Gracho. Well, you're a very cute-looking George Stathis. Well, thank you. I didn't mean to uh, ignore you for such a long... I was wondering... (laughs) 
wasn't really ignoring you. I was merely occupied with a ricochet romance. Over <laughs> Can you sing that song, uh, Tommy? No, but I don't sing. They play on the black notes, they play on the white notes, but I always sing in a crack. <laughs> well, I have no answer for that. <laughs> what, what sort of work do you do, Peter? I'm a restaurateur. Uh, a restaurateur, huh? Yes, sir. Really? I've been arrested many a time. Do <laughs> you have frog's legs? Yes, sir. Let's see them, huh? Uh, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> well, Pete, you look like you're a pretty good advertisement for your place. What are your measurements, by the way? Well, I measure five, in, uh, five feet five inches, and I weigh 210 pounds. Is that strip for Jim? Yes, sir. Well, you're a fine figure of a man, Pete. Thank you. My advice is stay out of dark alleys. You'd certainly be an easy man to roll. <laughs> Where are you from, Peter? Originally, I mean. I was born in Greece, oh. in the island of Kithera. Kithera, huh? How is it so many Greeks are good restaurant operators? Is it just a coincidence? Or because well, they happen to be experts on Greece. Well, <laughs> well Roger is like this. That's an old joke, uh, you know. Every Greek boy is born with a spottle and a spoon on his hand. A spottle? What kind? A whiskey spottle? No. <laughs> it's the one that you stir a stew or a soup or oh. anything that you want to make in a deep casserole. Well, let's talk about your place, Pete. Uh, where is it? Well, uh, my place is located at 701 East Ocean Boulevard in Long Beach. No. Oh. The seafood grotto. And if you really want to enjoy the finest seafood, you better come down or call Long Beach 76748 and you'll have the finest seafood you ever had any place. Well, I'll, I'll give you a ring. Suppose a halibut uh, answers. Do I hang up? <laughs> How do you feel about uh, seafood, Tommy? I don't like it. Fish tastes too much like fish. Fine parking right here. <laughs> Why I choose you. <laughs> well, my advice is, after that, don't eat at Pete's place, huh? You're liable to get a Mickey in your mackerel. <laughs> well, you're a very entertaining couple, and it's been real nice talking to you two, and now let's play You Bet Your Life. In the race for the $1,000, the first couple won $250, and the secret word is people. Now, let's see how much money you can make. You select the sports. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. What do you want to start with? That's about $50. $50. That's a nice compromise. What do you call the last runner on a relay team? Talk That's over. the anchor man. Yeah, you're right. It's the anchor man. But in the future, she may have a different voice. Wonderful. Yeah. And you're a pretty uh, smart cookie there. Huh? You now have $150. Now, uh, what question do you want, Pete? Mm -hmm. Let me have it. Well, you can have an 80, a 10, a 100, 30, anything. 60. Else? Let's advance it 10 more. Okay. That all right with you, Tom? You got all right, Tommy. What do you call the area a football player aims for when he tries to kick the ball out of bounds near the goal line? One answer. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. That's a coffin corner. That is right. It's a coffin corner. Your bankroll is now $210. Now you can quit or you can go ahead. Let's take a chance. What do you want? What question? Uh, $70. $70. What do you call the basic rules and provisions of modern boxing? The rules of, uh, uh, Logsbury rules is something of that type. The Queensbury rules. That's right, the Queensbury. 
Marcus of Queensbury Rose. While you were That's fighting right. with it, we had to give it to you. And you now have $280. Are you a gambler? Well, let's gamble on it. Okay. Big one or a little? Eighty. Let's have eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. How many players on an ice hockey team? On an ice hockey team? Five. No. Six. Six. Too bad. Well, you've lost half your bankroll. You wind up with $140. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Sorry you didn't win. Thank you. Who's next, George? Well, Roger, we have a housewife and a married man for you. They volunteered just before we went on the air. Mrs. Capitola Fredrickson and Mr. John Blake, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, folks, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. You're John Blake, eh? It's spelled yes, J-O-N. Why yeah. is that? Did somebody knock the H out of you? Uh, no, Groucho. It's just a contraction of the early English, Jonathan. Oh, I see. Uh, where are you from, uh, Jonathan? The Washington Heights uh, section of New York City. Oh, really? I used to live up there. Mm-hmm. 165th Street and uh, Amsterdam Avenue, around there. Mm-hmm. How old are you? It was about 100 years ago. I'm 27, Groucho. 27. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a fine-looking lad. Mrs. Uh, Capitola Fredrickson, huh? Fredrickson? Fredrickson. That's you. Uh, where are you from? Uh... Well, I was born on an Indian reservation in Red Lake, Minnesota. Oh, really? Yes, I was. You're not wearing your feathers tonight, huh? What tribe are you from? I'm from the Chippewa tribe. Chippewa? Yes. Is that your Indian name, Capitola? No, that isn't an Indian name, Groucho. My Indian name is Salim Janat Ozawandib Davasanakudo Kinu. I don't know, but I'd be willing to try. <laughs> well, what does your name mean in English? You fish on your side, I fish on my side, nobody fish in the middle? <laughs> no. It means a girl with the dark brown hair flowing outwards under low clouds with a little eagle. That's not easy, either. <laughs> what sort of work does your husband do, Capitola? Oh, he works in the post office, Groucho. Oh, does he ever play post office with you? Well, sometimes. <laughs> what does he do in the post office? Well, he calls himself a post office, I mean a... Um, Postmaster? No, post office mortician. Because <laughs> he Why? works in... Well, he works in the dead letter department. <laughs> That's his little joke, huh? Yes. While he's clowning around the post office, the mail-order electric belt I sent for to give me the strength of Hercules is rotting in the basement. Come <laughs> to cut out those jokes. Where did you meet your husband? Well, he came up to Minnesota on a duck hunting trip one time, and... He lost his hunting license, so he... Jim, you were a decoy? No. <laughs> well, I was in an Indian pageant at that time, so he spent his evenings watching this pageant and flirting with me and saying fancy things. And... Like what? Oh, how you doing, kid? What you doing tonight? How about a date? And he didn't think I could understand English because I was in Indian costume all the time. When did he finally find out you understood every word he said? When he asked me to marry him, I fooled him, and I said yes. <laughs> That's one question a woman can understand in 68 different languages. <laughs> By the way, have you taught your husband how to speak Chippewa? Well, um, a short time after we were married, I told him, Honey, I'll bet I can make you talk Indian. Talk in two minutes. And right after that, he declared war on them. Uh, 
He said, how? I said, see, I made you talk Indian already. You said you have a variety of little jokes in your thing. <laughs> you know, I was up in Montana last summer, Blackfeet uh, Reservation up there. I was up there. They were shooting a Western picture, some friends of mine. I went up to watch them. I had this big museum up there, this Indian museum, and I went in, of course, I had my little guy with me, and we, I was interested, and she was. And we went there, there were, oh, there was a couple of dozen Indians in there looking at this exhibit, this Indian exhibit. They had moccasins there, and a canoe, and uh, all kinds of blankets, and uh, things that they carried, the papooses, and, and these Indians were standing there, and they were fascinated by this stuff. Most of them had never seen any of these things. <laughs> I had been in a Western picture with a lot of Indians in one of our movies, and I was explaining to the Indians what all these things were for. The <laughs> incongruity to have me standing there from New York City explaining to the Indians about their own paraphernalia. There's no joke to this, but I thought it was a kind of an interesting piece of Americana. Now, John, occasionally I like to sound people out on their hobbies. Do you have any uh, particular ones that we could discuss? Uh, yes, I do, Groucho, but... Well, what do you uh, do? What is it? I paint with salt and pepper. You paint with... Uh, what do you mean you paint with salt? What do you paint, steaks? Uh, no, Groucho. I paint uh, portraits of uh, pretty girls, landscapes, and so forth. Now this is modern art. You have to take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> have you sold any of these salt and pepper pictures? Yes, quite a number, Groucho. As a matter of fact, uh, a few of them are in some of the finest bars in Hollywood. <laughs> well, so have I been, but I can't paint. <laughs> well, how much do you get for these... Uh... I asked $500 a picture, Groucho. No, you haven't answered my question, Jim. <laughs> oh, well, uh, so How much did you get? I asked 500 but I got 30 for my last. Oh, <laughs> now we're getting down to basic uh, facts here. Yeah. What kind of work do you do, John? I'm a window cleaner, Groucho. A window cleaner? Is that so? Oh, yeah. Hmm. What kind of windows do you clean? Uh, dirty ones. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. Uh, I'm just surrounded by feeble jokes here tonight. Now, I'll bet $5 that I can teach you to talk Indian in less than two minutes, okay? I'll bet you can't. No, you weren't supposed to say that. You were supposed to say how. Okay, here's your $5. You're getting too sharp for the old quiz master. Well, it's been fun talking to you two, but I'm sure you'd rather win some money. So let's play your bet your life. In the race for the $1,000, our first couple, Chuck Wallace and his partner, are still leading with $250. Let's see how much money you can make. You selected movie quiz. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. What do you want to start with and one answer between? Seventy. Seventy? Seventy? What is Henry King's job in the making of a movie? Uh, he's a director. That's right. He's a director. That's your bankroll now contains one hundred seventy dollars. Want to quit? Want to go ahead? I want to go ahead. Okay. I do too. All right. What do you well, want to try? Let's play eighty. 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 That's fine. All right. Who won the Academy Award for her portrayal, portrayal of the title role in Kitty Foyle? Ginger Rogers. Yes. Ginger Rogers is right. <laughs> you now have two hundred fifty dollars. We'll try the ninety. Ninety. Have you consulted this yes. with the oh, yes. John over here? Virginia Mayo's husband is also in pictures. What is his name? Michael O'Shea. Michael O'Shea is right. Your bankroll now contains $340. Here's your last chance to be the other couple. What do you want to go for? Well, 100. Mm -hmm. You're betting 100. 100. 
who won the Academy Award in 1946 as the best supporting actor in the picture, Best Years of Our Lives. It was his only movie role. Oh, the, um, amputee. Yes, yes, it was, uh, Harold, he's, uh, he's the, uh, the amputee, the veteran, uh, the veterans organization now, the, uh, disabled American veterans, uh, Harold, uh, I'm afraid I don't know the The name is uh, the name is Harold Russell. You didn't guess the name. I'm sorry. How much did they win? And you wind up with one hundred seventy dollars. Well, that's not too bad. Thanks and good luck from the Soda Plymouth dealers. Sorry you didn't win it. And that means Groucho that Chuck Wallace and his partner with two hundred fifty dollars. In just one minute, get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. And here's the winning couple, Groucho, Chuck Wallace and his partner, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. In the year 1215, the Confederated Barons of England forced King John to sign one of the great documents of human liberties, the Magna Carta. For $1,000, where in England was this document signed? This is something you learned in school. Now, talk it over. Unless you can think of something else, I'll say the chatter of... What is the answer you two have decided upon? Charter Oak? No, it's Runnymede, Runnymede, England. Mm. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, they lost the big money, but how much they win the quiz, George? They won $250 in the quiz. Well, congratulations, and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission also have on display the remarkable new Plymouth, engineered and built to be your best buy in the low-priced field. DeSoto, Plymouth, two great new cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks. And remember, just be sure to see the DeSoto Automatic. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Caution, control, and courtesy are the ingredients that add up to traffic safety. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meekin. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world.